we really want to improve customer experience. We want to make it easier for companies to embrace some of the AI and automation and uh, change the way they do business for the better. This is Jeff Standridge, and this is the Innovation Junkies podcast. If you want to drastically improve your business, learn proven growth strategies, and generate sustained results for your organization, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Innovation Junkies podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Innovation Junkies podcast. My name's Jeff Standridge. And this is Jeff Amrine. Happy New Year, Jeff. Hey, you too. Good to be with you, man. You too. You too. Hey, we, we got uh, Georgia as the national collegiate champions. They managed to beat Alabama, and I'm, I'm not quite sure how they did that, given the refs and uh, the, the divine entity is on the side of Alabama, it seems, in every game. But what would you think of that game? You know, um, some pretty amazing plays in that ball game. There I were. Thought, I thought, uh, you know, the the – the defense across the board was pretty amazing. Not not many times that you get two quarters in and it's pretty nothing but nothing but field goals. You know, pretty much. It's like a baseball score. <laughs> exactly. So it was good. Yeah. Well, yeah, hey, let's good. talk about our guest today. Uh, we have uh, Tim Holney. Tim is the CEO of Humash. And uh, uh, Humash is a combination of humans and machines taking the creativity and experience of humans along with AI and automation to create the ultimate customer service experience. Uh, Humash has received in 2020 the MVP award for adaptive uh, CX, COVID-19 in your contact center, uh, which recognizes leadership and how work from home contact center model and digital agents provide business and competitive advantage. Uh, Tim's been the, uh, the CEO there for some time, and uh, he's always been focused on uh, customer and customer experience. He sits on the boards of directors of several companies and a charity and is also uh, serves as part of an invited uh, Forbes Technology can, uh, uh, Council. He's a book author and an avid golfer, traveler, sports enthusiast. Uh, Tim, great to have you with us today. Thank, thank you for having me on, on the show today as well. And and yeah, the Georgia game, I'll comment on that because my wife and my youngest son went both went to Georgia. So it's a pretty exciting household here uh, yesterday. So I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. I would I would imagine. And, and I have to tell you, not to spend too much time on that, but they look like the team of the century the whole season, aside from the SEC championship. And it was almost like yeah. Nick Saban got in their head for that one game. But, but they definitely were. They definitely redeemed themselves in the championship. They proved to be exactly who we thought they were, which was yeah. an unstoppable team. Really amazing. Well, they proved they could beat two opponents at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Alabama and the refs, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alabama and the refs. Uh, so, Tim, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about Humash, and, uh, and, and, and we'll use that to kind of get our dialogue started today. But before sure, you do sure. that, so, oh yeah. Before you do that, wait. That's not all. This is the wait, but that's not all. Point. We we like to do a random musing at the beginning. So so as you think about coming into a new year in 2022, what are you most looking forward to? And it can be anything at all. Uh, for me, I, I think probably like yeah, most individuals, I'm looking forward to, to getting back to face to face meetings with everybody and traveling again. And uh, 
I was fortunate to go to the uh, the Tournament of Champions golf tournament in, in Kapalua uh, this last weekend, but looking forward to getting out to some sporting events and face-to-face meetings and traveling again uh, back to the, the new normal, I guess you'll say. Absolutely. That sounds great. Jeff, what about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the predictability. So right now we have to tentatively plan everything, right? And, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you tentatively plan a trip to here or you tentative, tentatively plan this gathering or that, knowing that if you have to postpone it, then what would be the alternate dates? And, and uh, I'm, I'm just ready for the predictability and, and to remove the word tentative from everything that we do. Yeah, I, I mean, as I as I reflect on that a little bit, I I, I mean, I'm off, optimistic. I, I really think that this latest variant, uh, Omicron, is going to be the burnout for the pandemic. It'll be endemic, and we'll be past it. And you know, I had it recently, and it was about as severe as a as a cold. And I'm hoping that that's kind of universally becomes the truth, and we get people past it, and and therefore we can re- return to whatever that new normal is, but certainly not what we've had in 2020 and 2021. I, I think I'm optimistic, but, but uh, sure will be nice to get past this for yep. sure. Agreed. All right. So I had jumped ahead. Now I'll back up and jump, jump back and, and say, so Tim, tell us a little bit about you and about your company. Sure. So I, I actually grew up in the uh, banking and, and finance industry, got into cellular in its infancy stage, which led to, contact centers and call centers, but you didn't actually call it that. You, you had, you know, 40 people in a, in a room providing customer service and, and sales, and that later became known as, as a call center. So spent time in contact center, um, and then later in my career became CEO of Working Solutions, which was one of the original pioneers of the home agent call center model. So back in, you know, the late 90s, Right, we were putting people to work in a in a home uh, for customer service and sales. And I joke about spending you know almost twenty plus years preaching the benefits of a work at home model. When most com- you know most people, most companies said we'll never work from home, and mm-hmm. COVID hits and the entire globe works from home in in thirty days. But uh, uh, spent sixteen years there, and then about six years ago, rolled some uh, underperforming assets out of that group into a new company called Humash, which really focuses on uh, customer experience and AI and automation around customer experience, right? So we make it easy for companies to create exceptional customer experiences using our skilled workforce and, and our digital agent solutions. And that's where we are today. So COVID actually helped us grow. People responded to this virtual service business and certainly AI and automation could take the place to help you know, improve customer experience when there weren't agents to, uh, to be able to support a, a company's brand. Very so is it, is it chat bots? You have chat bots and, and intelligent AI driven response that then will default to a human under certain circumstances. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of myths with AI, right? So we look at digital agents as a conversational kind of an artificial intelligence customer experience solution to help companies, you know, I used to say automate high volume, low complexity transactions while delivering a better customer experience. And my team, right, they continue to correct me and like, Tim, we can complete some fairly complex transactions using APIs into customers' data and and payment gateways. So don't mm-hmm. say that anymore. So mm-hmm. uh, it is chatbot. I think chatbot um, 
was hurt from people who would just automate FAQs and say that it was a chatbot. True AI has, um, you know, back to what Jeff said earlier, you know, predictive, right? So we use chatbot for um, customer support, but we also use it for uh, agent assistance, right? So help humans access more information quicker and improve employee satisfaction, right? So uh, when that transaction gets to an agent, the machine already knows the customer. They can create a personalized customer experience, predictive. Uh, they know who you are, what you like, how to help in advance of getting to the agent so they can make recommendations for that agent to help resolve the issues. Very cool. And another, and, and actually one more point too, is the, the natural language voice, right? I think people are used to IVRs, but you know, technology and I'll single out Google because I think their natural language processing engine from a voice perspective is one of the best. You have IBM, you have Amazon, you have Microsoft, they all have them. Um, but you can truly have a, a natural language conversation with the machine. And if that conversational design is in place, it's actually a, it's a great transaction. So people, you know, if they can get their issues resolved, they really don't care if they're talking to a machine, a human, or, or whoever it is who can help solve their issues. Hey folks, we'll be right back with the episode. But first, we want to tell you about a limited opportunity to take advantage of our strategic growth diagnostic. For a short time only, we're offering a free strategy call to see whether or not our unique diagnostic tool is right for you. Go to innovationjunkie.com backslash diagnostic to learn more. So give us an example maybe that we, that our listeners might be familiar with of, of one of the most, call it innovative implementations of the work that Humash does that, that we yeah. may, may or may not be familiar with. Yep. I, I would say for most companies, any AI and automation is innovative, right? That's why we like the innovation junkie, right? We target innovative companies with forward thinking executives and you guys are, are helping companies embrace this digital transformation. So I don't even think, Jeff, it has to be that completely innovative. I, I look at companies today that don't have 24 by 7 by 365 support. And I ask why. Your customers can reach you uh, day in, day out, nighttime, anytime. Why can't you at least attempt to resolve a transaction? Do they need to reset a password? Do they need to update their credit card? Do they need to update their address? Can you try at least attempt to automate a transaction? Maybe you start with the 20, 30, 40% containment rate and go up from there, but you're at least attempting to resolve an issue instead of saying call back tomorrow at nine o'clock. Hmm. And so if you're not able to resolve it, if you could dump that into a you know a trouble ticket and, and tell the agent, hey, we're gonna work on this and we'll get back to you tomorrow by noon. You as a customer feel like that's a pretty good experience, right? They heard me, they logged my, issue um i might be able to log in and, and see that ticket and see the the evolution of that ticket um but i think it is a better customer experience and so is that innovation or just applying some of the technology that's available out there to help help customer experience well, that's great and, and you know as to follow on to that how far do you see some of this going we, we we've got clients out of asia that have some pretty interesting technology that they would call uh, AI humans in that it's an interactive human on the screen and, and not computer generated. I mean, it's, it's somebody they've taken photographs of and then they manipulate, some would call it deep fake technology, but it's not used for 
that sort of purpose. It's really intended to make it a more human experience with visual customer service and responsiveness and, and natural language conversations. How far do you see some of that going in, in retail and banking and all these different sectors? You know, uh, I'd say that's a, that's a great question that we're going to continue to follow. Um, and I'll tell you my opinion of it is people to date have not really embraced avatar type or, um, you know, the, the visual graphic of that agent, um, more than, than a typical phone call. Now, will that change with Facebook turning into meta? Probably. Right. I think, you know, you'll start to see these avatar type characters. I think you'll see in the meta universe, you're going to be able to resolve issues by going up to basically a machine that has some type of persona that you can ask questions and log tickets and, and get resolution. And at the end of the day, that's really what customer support is, is not only resolve my issues, but then fix the underlying issue that caused my problem in the first place. Right. Whether it's a redesign of that product or making it easier or more seamless to interact with my company. So I, I think Meta will drive some of that avatar adoption. Um, but to date, we really haven't seen a big difference to if you have a visual avatar, which we've, we've tested some of this, and then you have just a, a voice call, you haven't seen anybody kind of migrate to that visual as a better customer experience yet. But, but I think, you know, with the Meta environment changing, that's, that's probably going to change. So, Tim, I know just looking back uh, as we were preparing for this conversation today over the course of the last several months, you've added a number of veterans from a variety of different areas to to the company. What's on the horizon for, for Humash? Well, I, I think we really want to improve customer experience. We want to make it easier for companies to embrace some of the AI and automation and uh, change the way they do business for the better. And in order to do that, you have to change kind of the mindset of, of some of these people. And and again, I, I don't say that lightly when I say we target innovative companies with forward thinking executives because they're really trying to change the game. And we're, we're, we're confident they're going to control the market share in the future if they improve customer experience. And I'd, I'd actually I'd love to see this from a publicly traded company perspective where you could actually have some type of metric, maybe it's net promoter score or, or a new metric that's actually more reflective of how a company treats their customers. But if you were able to measure that, would you see a direct correlation with their underlying stock performance or their uh, competitiveness in the in the marketplace? And I, I'm pretty convinced you would. I think customer experience is the underlying um, uh, denominator that's going to help companies grow in the future. And so, you know, that's it. On one side, it's, you know, I used to say it's effortless experiences for customers, but I think equally as important now is effortless tools uh, and navigation for employees to get that information and empower them to get resolution for that customer. And so you're seeing a change on, on both sides. One, make it easier for the customer to do business with you, but also make it easier for your company, your employees to deliver that better, more improved customer experience. So what, when you think about customer experience and, and the application of tools and technology, AI and machine learning, learning and natural language processing and what have you, what, what 
what do you see in the in the customers where you do business or the clients where you do business? What do you see in terms of the intersection of that technology and their customer experience culture that they have there? Do you see a, a big dependency there? How, how does that look from your perspective? Yep, I, I do. I think where they companies get caught, and again, I'll go back to innovation junkie because I think you guys help alleviate some of this pain is, is they want to make that change, but their legacy IT platforms make it difficult for them to make a change, mm. right? So they're, uh, they're talking about, yeah, we'd love to do that, but um, you know, it's, it's, we put it in IT and then now it's on our 2023 roadmap. Well, you're a business owner internally and you don't have you know, time to wait for Q1 or Q2 of 2023. You wanna literally test that technology. And if it's right, you wanna roll it out. If not, you wanna fail fast and, and select another technology. And I think, the limitation of, of of some of the legacy IT has really been a hidden hindrance in this. We we actually to the point we created Humash Labs, which allows companies to incubate mm-hmm. some of this technology within their ecosystem, mm-hmm. without sticking their stake in the ground, um, where they can test this um, and and see if it works for their business. Now, in order to get into our Humash Labs, you have to have open published APIs. You have to be able to integrate with other technologies. Um, because so many of these, you know, companies, especially large enterprise have silos that, mm-hmm. you know, one department selected this technology and it doesn't work with this, te- uh, this other department's technology. And you really have to come together. And so you need that kind of unified strategic initiative, you know, right from the top that says, listen, we want all of our technology to work together. We want to bring all of this together and focus on that customer experience. Very good. You know, you, you've been wrapped into this whole uh, uh, customer experience area and figuring out how to, how to make that frictionless and, and better. And, and, but, but I gather as you think about going into a, a client and you've got an opportunity to do some automation, to put AI in, the message, and correct me if I'm wrong, is not we're going to allow you to reduce a bunch of headcount. Isn't it more of you're, you're turning that headcount into a situation where it's more productivity. They're able to be more efficient and happier. Is, is that what I heard you say before? And talk about yeah. that a little bit. Absolutely. Actually, you, you hit on what's, what's critical right now. Companies are not able to hire people, right? And it's not just the services industry. You have that in the retail, you have it in the hospitality industry. Uh, minimum wages are going up. And so we're not trying to displace humans, right? We want to actually... Humans are required, human in the loop in AI, especially for the conversational design, the intent, um, the editorial review, the ethical review of that AI, right? Somebody has to review this to make sure that those responses are accurate. And, you know, I I think companies are having a hard time um, hiring. So if you can replace some of those, you know, I'll say more simplistic transactions, can you train and elevate that human workforce to do more, be more efficient so that ultimately you could pay them more. And so is there a balance from an economic perspective that allows you to pay those people more and still deliver a better customer experience? And I, I think that's, that's key what you just said, Jeff. Well, um, Tim, tell us where uh, our listeners can best find you and best find Humash. Uh, well, we're, we try to be everywhere. So, um, you know, we're LinkedIn, um, 
you know, we have the website uh, humash.com. Uh, and, you know, we love having conversations with, with companies, even if they're not ready today to deploy. You know, we kind of have the mindset. We want to work with these forward thinking companies, whether it's today, tomorrow, next year and three years, because we know that it, it's impossible to stop this train. Right. Digital adoptions here. Companies need to embrace this digital transformation for their business or they're going to lose market share. So we love having conversations. Uh, we love, you know, uh, scoping out something innovative and creative. And, you know, it's uh, we're for some reason we're attracted to this business. I don't know. I think <laughs> I think because we think it's still broken. It's uh, you know, there, there's just, you know, fruit on the ground. It's not just low hanging fruit. There's actually fruit on the ground. So, um, so, yeah, so talk, a, talk, a little bit about who, talk a little bit about who those ideal customers are, the ones where you have the conversations and it really fairly quickly transitions into a, uh, a jointly productive and a jointly beneficial relationship or mutually beneficial relationship. Yep. I'd say, I'd say the biggest um, growth that we've had, and we've experienced over 700% growth since pre-COVID, and that wasn't just driven by the AI and automation. It was driven by our ability to run a, a virtual service business. So what comes with that? You have to put people in the home. It has to be a secure environment. You have to have all this uh, security compliance. Then you have to have the tools, the engagement tools to keep those agents. You have to have the ability to, to prep these agents and train them in a virtual environment. And then, you know, measure, measure uh, the performance, monitor the agents in a virtual environment. And I think companies struggled when they just threw people in the home because of COVID. And now everybody's coming back saying, well, wait a minute, I need, I need security compliance. I need my attrition's up higher. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how, how do I manage these people in the home? And so, so I think that's a big growth area, ideal customer for us. And, and companies that operate contact centers, that's a sweet spot for us because we look at a lot of those businesses. We, we might do some speech analytics and come back and say, okay, you have, you know, 600 agents. Um, we think we can automate, you know, 60 or 80 FTEs worth of agents and deliver a better customer experience. So there's a cost savings there. And if you look at their attrition, you're probably not displacing any agents. You're just, mm -hmm. you know, augmenting their attrition. So that becomes kind of an ideal customer to allow them to, to focus that workforce and they keep those agents longer. And it's just providing some of the tools that, you know, maybe it would be hard for them to uh, get through their enterprise um, and, and provide them on a, you know, kind of a, a per usage basis uh, so that they can try to accomplish those mm -hmm. uh, AI adopt, adoption or, you know, remote work from home uh, needs. Excellent. Tim, it's been a pleasure having you with us today. We, we, we appreciate you for taking the time to spend it with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show, and, and uh, you keep doing what you guys are doing. We we'll appreciate do it. it. It helps. It helps. Well, <laughs> you bet. If there's anything we can do to support you, give us a shout, and uh, we'd love to, love to serve you in some capacity. So thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you much. Sir. Have a great week. Sure thing. This has been another Bye. episode of the Innovation Junkies podcast. Thank you for joining. See you next time. See you next time. Hey folks, this is Jeff Amrine. We want to thank you for tuning in. We sincerely appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the Innovation Junkies podcast, please do us a huge favor. Click the subscribe button right now and please leave us a review. It would mean the world to both of us. 
And don't forget to share us on social media.